The rustle of leaves through the wind. The hoot of an owl. Crickets. The crackle of a well-built campfire. The sounds of nature surround us all. If we can just find it through the noise of everyday life. If you follow the Scout Trail, it'll lead you to nature, to real-life skills, leadership, and much more for the youth of our great nation. Welcome to Scout On Chattanooga, a podcast designed to encourage and embrace youth leadership right here in our area. Now, from the scenic city, here's Sean Whitfield, Jared Pickens, and Cubmaster Kyle. Hello and welcome to another edition of Scout on Chattanooga. I am Sean Whitfield. Joining me is the CEO of Boy Scouts of America, Cherokee Area Council, Jared Pickens, and Cubmaster Kyle. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Howdy. You beat me to it. I have to do it, it every time. I, I try to do it, and you <laughs> always beat me to it. Hello. And, and that howdy is coming from a guy that's uh, got his cane with him today. I Watch do. out. He's going to whack you, Sean. Yeah, I was still, say, uh, it's his, his uh, beating stick. Cane boy Kyle. <laughs> cane boy Kyle. Yeah. Instead of cowboy. So, uh, so, <laughs> so, boys, how I don't know have you why been? It, it took me a while for that. It took Sorry, Sean, go ahead. I was going to say, boys, how have you been? Good. Good. Thank you. Yeah. Life's good. Life's great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Got through Thanksgiving. Got through Thanksgiving. Now we just got to get through recharter season and then it's Christmas time. <laughs> so, so, is this where, for the lay uh, listener, the, the uninformed listener, is this where I say that? Recharter is the process by which all of the scouts in our council uh, sign on for another year, right? And mm-hmm. and that is about sixty five percent of our scouts because a lot of them age out. You know, they you turn eighteen, you're no longer a scout anymore. You're, mm-hmm. You have to register as an so adult. So you're no longer welcomed. You're welcome as an as adult an leader. adult leader. Because you know we gotcha. we do all the you know background checks and all kinds of stuff on adult leaders. So hmm. you know there's there's good steps to to take for that but I'm, I'm with you kyle it's it's re- you know i've got a recharter you do that's right because you do. have a lion you i've got right? a den i'm a den leader that's right so i got to figure this out well how many loops have y'all earned so far one, one. almost two yeah earn lion's honor we I'll did learn it. we did earn lion's honor okay yep that's the one what are you working on now mountain lion uh mountain lion and king of the jungle okay but we're, we're kind of like you know, in between, we're kind of taking parts and pieces of the yeah, certain ones. We do that on the activity. So we've been to the uh, the fire hall downtown mm-hmm. on Main Street. Um, we've done a community service project at Grace Episcopal Church, doing okay. a kind of trash cleanup. Theodore was real excited. He found a hub cap. Nice <laughs> on the trash cleanup, <laughs> and we toured uh, City Hall. Man, y'all been busy. City Hall, yeah. Y'all are all about the uh, the adventures. That's awesome. That's right. It's actually been really fun. Good. I thought you were going to ask our CEO a question he didn't have the answer to. Is there not one that you know that maybe our young den leader here would not know? <laughs> I mean, not off the top of my head. He's pretty learned. He just doesn't want to embarrass me, let's be honest. <laughs> <He> just, <laughs> I didn't know if you had gotten to know the program well enough to where you could just, you know cover your bases well, thoroughly i think the difference in uh, scout executive ceo jared and den leader jared is he just hasn't been down at the unit level every single week like he is now so there's little nuances that he's learning like um i had written a uh, lion's honor like ceremony it was and great i think you way, did you. that by the way didn't you we did yeah yeah they loved it 
Thank you. So, and that's something that's not in the book. That's just something special that we do to make the kids feel welcome into becoming a Cub Scout. Because Lion's Honor for the Lion Cubs or the Bobcat rank for all the other ranks in Cub Scouts, that's kind of like they're welcome into scouting. So you want to make that extra special. Yeah, so. gotcha. All right, you guys want to head into our What's Up? Every time you say that, I want to sing that Saturday Night Live. Uh, with the ooh-wee. Oh, I always think the what's up. <laughs> what's up with our, that? Uh, what's up what's for those up that, that? Uh, may be listening for the first time? It's just where we go around the studio and we share one thing that's on our mind, maybe one thing that about our each of ourselves that you don't know, and it gives you a chance to get to know us a little bit better. So, uh, Jared? You want to start us off? Oh, me first? Yeah. Or would you like uh, oh, Master Kyle to go? Well, I don't know. What should we do, Kyle? Do you need another minute to think about Do you trips? want me to go first, or do you want to go first? I can go first. You want to go first? Yeah. Are you sure? Uh, sure. I'll go. Uh, I had, uh, at the beginning of November, had a really cool experience that I hadn't got to do in quite some time in my work, and that was I got to go do a CMA Awards broadcast. So what oh, they do wow. is... Um, before the CMA Awards, all of the artists... Now, um, for those that are listening, they're going, what in the heck's a CMA? It's, country, it's the Country, country Music, Music Association. Association Award. Yes. Um, <laughs> I just want to so, make, sure, <laughs> make sure our audience understood what a yeah. CMA so, is. So just so everyone in the audience knows what just happened, me and Kyle both thought Sean actually didn't know what CMA stood for. Oh, and then yeah. Sean very clearly was like, no, I know what no, it stands for. We, we just want to make sure our audience knows. So, well, now our audience knows that you know what it stands for as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But before the um, actual award ceremony on Wednesday night, that Monday and Tuesday, they do these artist interview broadcasts. And it's about 20 different, um, like, outlets. So, you know, it might be a radio station or a group of radio stations. It might be a digital service provider or a TV network, whatever. And the artist will come around in a circle and interview with each one of them. You get five or six minutes with each one of them to do a quick interview and stuff. Kind of like a media day. Yeah, it's like a media day. Um, And I got to go and do that for two days. And they had it at Nissan Stadium, Hmm. which was really cool to get to go do it. Home of the Titans. Yeah, home of the Titans. Um, So I got to go in there and you have to wear this credential around and they check it all the place because you know people they don't want sneaking in or whatever but i did all of the production for um our odyssey stations like the country stations took our interviews and played them back over the air and i'm the one that produced them that made them sound good and prepared for air so that was cool fun experience and i got to see a lot of country artists that i hadn't got to see since before the pandemic started and stuff and uh that was just a a fun time getting to hang out for a couple days in nashville i had not been there in quite some time so was you in uniform (laughs) i'm wearing exactly what i got on right now i thought they probably had you in something fancy that said us 101 no 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 you okay. gotta look cool. You can't wear station wear gear and stuff like that. Did you wear your cowboy hat? Your cowboy <laughs> I did. Cowboy well, hat. I can't do the boots right now because of the knee. Oh, so right, I'm not yeah. gonna wear a cowboy hat with tennis shoes. I'm well, not that why guy. Not? I'm just not that guy. <laughs> well, that, so well, what if it's sunny? Well, were, were you out? Were you like on the field or just no, like, no, no? Uh, we were like in the club section, like in the suites. Mm. They did them there. And they put up all these cool backdrops and stuff. So I got some pictures I can show y'all. Yeah, that's really after neat. After we get done. Congratulations. That seems do, like it'll do, be an honor. Do a little yeah. name dropping. Uh, I mean, we talked to Luke Combs 
Um, he was probably one of the biggest artists um, that we spoke to. I got to speak to a guy named Jelly Roll, which was uh, oh yeah, he's like a country Jelly rapper. Roll. He's on um, Rock 105 too. Yeah, yeah, and um, I'm trying to think of who all else came around. Dan and Shay, you probably like them, Sean. Yeah, uh, Dan and Shay came around. Low Cash, Chris Jansen, Matt Stell. Um, Those are all names I've never heard of. Zach Brown from the Zach Brown oh, yeah. band. Zach Brown. I know Zach Brown. Yeah, he came around. He was wearing a Blind Melon t-shirt. It was pretty awesome. Huh. Whenever we did the interview. So, now, pretty cool. Jared, when you get a chance, Google Jelly Roll. I think I have. He's a big old boy. Yeah, I think and he, he showed. I think I think and you were talking about him like a couple months ago. Yeah, he's all tatted up. I mean, mm-hmm. even on his face. So is he what you expected? Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was funny whenever he rounded the corner and saw me and he goes, oh, there's another one of these big, mm, I can't say those words on a family-friendly <laughs> podcast. <laughs> He's like, what up, bro? <laughs> and, what did you say back? I said, hi, it's nice to meet you. I'm sure that's what you said. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Google his wife, too. because uh, She's interesting. She, I, I've never met her, but she's... Not what you'd expect. <laughs> it's it's very uh, very interesting, I guess, to echo what Kyle Kyle is, Kyle's got his phone out. He's Googling. Uh, well, this is digressing here. You know how you quickly. always imagine, you know, when, somebody, <laughs> All right. you know, when somebody's with somebody. It's one of y'all's turns to go for what's up. Well, wait a minute. You you didn't tell... Uh, you, you didn't tell what you did this month that was special. You went on vacation. I did go on vacation, yeah. I went uh, on another cruise. Imagine that. So I went to the CMA Awards, got home on Wednesday, left for the cruise on Friday. So I had to come home, unpack, wash some of those clothes because I wanted to take them on the cruise and then go on the cruise. What, what was the cruise like? Was it uh, good weather? Yeah, it was really good weather for no the most part. No sickness on the cruise? No, no sickness. We had um, a lot of rain the last day, but I was kind of over being outside by that point anyway, so, and my knee was worn out, mm-hmm. so it was that sunny in 85 most days. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was hmm. beautiful. Huh. There's jelly rolling me. You kind of make him look yeah. like you're just so much taller than him. I was going to yeah. say. He's more like a donut hole. <laughs> i don't know if i'd go that far <laughs> maybe more like a cream horn i mean but, well kyle, kyle's a tall guy though i mean kyle what are you six four six five no he's about six six <sighs> good lord i'm six yeah. four and he's six, taller six. than i am jeez yeah kyle's so kyle's tall i actually i used to be seven foot tall but i settled that's why i'm as wide as i am that's why you, that's why you that's why that's why that's why sean calls so. this what's up because i'm just looking up to sean and kyle yeah pretty much <laughs> just the normal you know five ten right, and a half so what's up with you oh well thank you for asking well i'll tell you uh what's really up with me so uh got to do my my what i call my famous smoked cherry wood 72 hour cajun brined uh turkey Mm-hmm. on my smoker last week for thanksgiving so that was a lot of fun but okay. uh more importantly it's world cup time and i'm a huge so you know this you i know you're know making this. us watch it right now we've got we it on this podcast we may have it on in the background um thank you sean for doing that but i'm a big uh world cup fan a big soccer fan and uh you know i what i just love the world cup. those behind them 
It looked like you, airplane seats they were sitting in. Well, there's yes, small seats in the mm. stadium that he's referring to. But anyway, um, I just love the World Cup because it's it's one of the you know soccer is one of the few games that a lot of countries have really good leagues, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like basketball, right? America far away has the best basketball. NBA is the best basketball league. Europe has a few, but the rest of the world they don't they pale in comparison, but. Soccer is one of those that a lot of nations have good soccer leagues, it, and so you can really get a good competition going. It, which is is really it neat. soccer the number one sport in the world? Football is. Yeah, Americans call it soccer. And apparently Australians. Well, yeah, but I mean, people that are listening are going to know it as soccer. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. I think so. I mean, I think that's the number one. That's, that's what I had always understood it to be, so I wasn't sure. I, I don't watch a lot of soccer. I enjoy soccer. I played it when I was in school, but uh, sort of gotten away from it. Were yeah. you better at soccer than you were at building Pinewood Derby cars? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you talking about Sean or me? Yeah. Oh, no, Sean. Uh, much better because I only built one Pinewood Derby car. <laughs> and I was in the second grade when I did that. Whenever you build them, you got to make sure one of the wheels is off the track. That way there's less friction. Yeah. <laughs> Next up on cheat mode with, with Cupmaster Kyle. <laughs> you know, that would be kind of interesting, you know, get somebody to come on the podcast and talk about, you know, how to trick out your Pinewood Derby car. That'd be kind that of actually, that might be good for next month. Yeah. For like a campfire combo but, because that's when it's building time. But the so. World Cup, I just love the World Cup because it only happens every four years. It's kind of like the Olympics, but where everyone is competitive. Like it doesn't, you know, you're going to have, I think it's 32 teams or so and uh, they're all going to be competitive. They're all going to be challenging. There's very few, you know, what we call in the NCAA football world cupcake games, you know. They're all challenging, and I just find it just great, and uh, it's a it's a great time to kind of be patriotic and root for your your country. A great time to be an American. Yeah, it's a great America. time to be an American. Yeah, yep, that's right. So, is that all that's going on with you this month? Uh, it's getting all he has little, time for. Getting, yeah, that's right. Watching World Cup <laughs> and working. Uh, well, you know, me and Ashley are we're getting ready for baby number two to arrive in in uh, January, and so trying to get some furniture built and get some painting. Wait, done do we know boy or girl yet? It's a boy. It's not a oh, boy. Yep. Man, I hear that Kyle is a really good name. <laughs> Jack Alvin. Oh, okay. Yep. Jack yes. Alvin. Jack Where'd you Alvin. come up with that name? Well, Ashley wanted to call him Alvin, and she had me going for a while. You know. And and I was like, yeah, I kind of like that name, Alvin C. York. He's a great, you know, Tennessee hero. And for those of you who don't know who Alvin C. York is, look him up. Uh, and uh, she had me going and everything. And then she kind of started chuckling. And I said, oh no. And she kind of started laughing louder. And I said, no, we cannot have his name be Alvin. And she just laughed harder. And she was like, well, why? And I said, because people will wonder where Simon is. <laughs> because our first son's name is Theodore. We can't have another son named Alvin. We'll never hear the end of, why don't we have a Simon? I I thought you would name it Andrew or Abraham after presidents. Well, you know. Like Theodore. Yeah, but Teddy Roosevelt, he was a a, he was Donald. a good. He was a good. Name. <laughs> you could name him Donald. <laughs> I don't think Just don't name him Joe. I don't think very many people are naming their kid Donald recently. <laughs> <laughs> On either side of, uh, of the equation, right. I don't think it. We digress. I don't know. Sean, what is your what's up? So we're just getting ready. We're just getting ready. Here. Uh, good times. You know, my what's up? Uh, enjoyed Thanksgiving holiday. Got to spend with family, which uh, I don't get to do very often and uh 
Kim Chapman Whitfield, my wife, and I went down to Atlanta uh, Thanksgiving weekend, and I followed her around while she did some shopping. Uh, and you whipped out your credit card at every No, uh, she did that on her own. Oh, okay. Um, but the, thankfully, that YouTube TV is on my phone. Because I, watched, <laughs> I watched a lot of good football. Yeah, was, yeah, uh, there was some good football. M- matter of fact, uh, one of the stores we were at, Macy's in Atlanta, she was there for a couple hours. And I got almost three quarters of the Falcons game in while I was uh, there waiting on her. So <laughs> they're doing pretty good this year, right? Uh, not so good. I think they're four and six, something like that. They they were doing all right early on. I remember. I, I'm a I, Titans fan, so you know I, my I really just keep uh, up Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> yeah, are yeah. How just about that? Still over the top. Yeah, undefeated. They yeah. will be our next national champions. Yeah, pretty, Did you get us pretty a sweep for the uh, SEC championship? To uh, to? You know, I, I was like a thousand dollars short short on oh, budget. Oh man, yeah, it was like forty thousand dollars for a sweep. <laughs> forty thousand. <laughs> yeah, I was going to see if we could get a Boy Scout suite and. I thought maybe, you know, as long as we stayed under that 40000 we wouldn't have to have the board to vote on it or anything. Oh, sure. <laughs> we could just go CEO approval. Check. Right. Right. <laughs> we could go down and have a good time. Sure. Hey, I want to add to my what's up today. Uh, I was talking to somebody about this not long ago, and I thought it'd be a good conversation for us today. Tipping. What mm-hmm. is... <laughs> like, like at restaurants? Yeah, at restaurants. What is your policy on tipping? Do you tip all the time? If you tip all the time, do you tip based on the level of service? Or do you pay extra? Or, yeah, do you pay extra if they give you extra good service? Uh, If somebody just gives you horrible service, do you still feel obligated to tip? What's your thoughts on that? Well, I got opinions for sure. Uh, In fact, me and Ashley were just talking about this fairly recently because we went to the new Odd Story. Uh, mm-hmm. downtown the brewery downtown they got food now it's kind of a restaurant and you know you they got an outdoor area with games and it was kind of neat theodore kind of you know throw around so we ordered a bunch of food right you mm-hmm. know but they've got you order your food from a, a pickup window and then they text you when your food's ready and you come back and you pick it up and uh so you know i got back from picking up the food and and i talked to ashley because i said you know i tipped they, they you know they turned the screen around now right that was and it's got thing the, gonna bring the tip too. thing yeah. mm-hmm. and it started at 15 percent, and then like 20 and 25 and so i just tipped the lowest and then i got back and i said you know i kind of feel just a little awkward tipping you know when i didn't get really any service and, and, and ashley said oh well if it's a pickup window that's her line right and so if it's a pickup window she doesn't tip but if it's a you know someone coming to your table like she a does, sit down I would say I find myself tipping more. Um, I, I maybe it's because I eat out more often, you know, for lunch meetings and everything. Um, I usually do eighteen to twenty percent. Do you generally. think everybody deserves that? Well, in the state of Tennessee, I don't know how it is in Georgia, but I think the minimum wage for servers is what two dollars or fifteen cents, something like that. Two twelve, I think. You know, and so yeah, I mean, I think I don't have a problem tipping people now. If, if it's not good service, then I don't. Do you tip, tip on? Do you tip better. on the total or the net? I do the total. Yeah, I just I just lump tax in and you know. Yeah. But but it also depends on how large the check is too. You know, I mean, I would say the larger the check is, the more I think about it. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're tipping, I mean, I've had to tip for things like you know your movers and your you know stuff like that, and that that gets a different. Um, 
when you get your hair cut do you tip i do yes he's my neighbor <laughs> no i so i have to if i don't eat the the better job you do on my hair the better bigger tip that you get because my hair is very important to me what little is left um it looks good so it does not it's a nice clean cut not right now well, it's a vacation I gotta, I gotta it's a little go, sun, sun bleached i gotta go before the gathering of the eagles get your beard get it, oiled get it old and so know. sean what do you think about tipping? well i think tipping has gotten carried away in mm. some some segments of business for example uh crumble cookie a cookie place yeah in East brainerd if it's you go in really there, good yeah outstanding cookies four cookies is going to run you about 15 dollars. right so i feel like that i am making payroll by buying four cookies and paying 15 dollars for yeah. them mm-hmm and then if you use a credit card or even if you don't use a credit card there i think they whip that screen around like what you were describing Mm -hmm. and you know you hit the 15 20 25 uh or you know none at all but i've noticed they do it there and then other fast food places especially if you pay with a credit card they are throwing it out there and and i i'm a believer in tipping but in those type of situations i don't uh, you know i don't feel good about it I don't, no, i'm good with you there yeah i don't i don't feel like i'm getting any value and i feel like i'm already paying a high enough price for the product or service that i'm getting mm-hmm. so i'm not a fan of it but some people have the attitude well you always pay 18 to 20 percent no matter what well i don't necessarily agree with that i think somebody that leaves my tea glass empty half the time uh, is giving me very poor service. I think fifteen percent is all they're going. They deserve, and that's all they're going to get from me. Now, if I'm going somewhere and they go out of their way to give me outstanding service, and they do it with a smile, then I'm going to exceed even the twenty percent. I may hit twenty five or even close to thirty. But it just seems like everywhere you turn, that there is, you know, somebody got their hand out, and in areas that I don't think that it should be. So, Kyle, your opinions? Uh, I mean, in general, if it's a sit-down place, it's an automatic 20%. And then if you do a great job, then Mm -hmm. I'll go upwards of 30%. If it is me walking up to a kiosk and you, you know, giving me a frappuccino, then I don't really, I don't see a need to tip. You're just doing your job at that point in time. So if you go to Starbucks... You don't feel like you. I don't tip. tip at Starbucks. No. Okay. No. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I I don't either. If I do like a pickup order, yeah, I do pickup orders and stuff sometimes. Uh, and I'll tell you too, like pizza, right? Like if I go pick up pizza somewhere, I typically don't, unless the person that's at the counter does something special for me. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that, you know, hey, here's a, you know, it was something you're supposed to pay for, but we'll just throw it in, or you know, whatever. And mm-hmm. and I know they're going the extra mile. Yeah. But I will. So so I'll condense this a little bit. And make it scouty, because Kyle likes it when I make it scouty. Yeah. Okay. So it's a really interesting uh, uh, kind of a dichotomy, right? Because and it relates to the scout law, because a scout is supposed to be both helpful and thrifty. We're supposed to be kind and thrifty. So you know, how do you balance all that out? Um, and and I think that the main thing that's really important is sometimes if you don't. If you really want to do something because you're trying to make a point, maybe that's a time to step back and do the right thing, you know. But that's the that's the conversation that each of us has to have in our 
in our head, right, Kyle? Is mm-hmm. is what what is the right thing to do in that situation? Yeah, and you I know, think the, the situation yeah defines what you what you do. So, oh, good thought. But I but I will say it's that, interesting interesting topic. Mm, yeah, it'd be um, it'd be interesting. You know, American tip culture is just a uh, it's kind of different, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we didn't even talk about stuff like, well, it, what it, if it's just drinks? And you know, certain, you know, you do a certain amount per drink. You do it, you know, you know, if you're taking up space somewhere, you know, like you're sitting at a coffee shop. I don't know, but y'all, but if I go in, I'm between meetings and I need to work somewhere and I stop at a coffee shop, I'm more inclined to tip then or to purchase an item because I'm using the space, right? Because mm-hmm. it feels like the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, should we ask Bob about this in the next segment? <laughs> See what he has on it, man. I tell uh, you, we'll Bob. Bob's a good Eagle Scout. I'm. I'm sure that that if we he's did, a tipper. He would, he would, I bet he's a tipper. I'm sure he's just a really good guy. Yeah. So with that said, uh, Jared, tell us who Bob is. Okay, Bob Colkeen is the president and CEO of WTCI, which is PBS here in the Chattanooga area. Um, is an Eagle Scout. Is a, a former Scout leader. Um, in both the Northeast and in Florida, and uh, has actually visited our camp before moving to town about two and a half, three years ago. Mm-hmm. So he preceded me in town by about a year, and uh, I forgot how I met uh, exactly Bob, but he's become a good friend of mine since I've been in town, and we see each other at certain community functions, and uh, he cares deeply about the community, and I think it'll be a fan- fantastic uh, interview. So he's going to be joining us here in the studio in just a moment. Absolutely. All right, it's time for a quick break for Jared Pickens, Cubmaster Kyle. I'm Sean Whitfield, and more Scout on Chattanooga to come after this brief message. We'll be back with more. This is Scout on Chattanooga, the podcast. For more than 100 years, the Order of the Arrow has recognized scouts and scout leaders who best exemplify the scout oath and law in their daily lives. Arrow men are known for maintaining camping traditions and spirit and for providing cheerful service to others. OA service, activities, adventures, and training for youth and adults are models of quality leadership, development, and programming that enrich and help to extend scouting to America's youth. For more info on the OA and scouting in our area, Visit CherokeeAreaBSA.com. Hello there. My name is Maddox and I'm a Cub Scout. I'm here to talk to you today about becoming a Cub Scout like me. Cub Scouts get badges for doing fun activities and we make friends. Scouts go camping, climbing, fishing, and swimming together. We have fun. We play sports and go to parades. Scouts also help people and become the very best versions of themselves. Visit BeASCout.org and you'll be able to find a pack near you, get your questions answered, and sign up online. Did you hear that? The outdoors are calling. Are you ready for an adventure of a lifetime? Camping, hiking, shooting sports, wilderness survival, and so much more. Your new adventure is waiting for you in a Scouts BSA troop. Go to CherokeeAreaBSA.com to find your path to youth leadership. Now back to Scout on Chattanooga. As we continue Scout on Chattanooga, I am Sean Whitfield along with Jared Pickens and Cubmaster Kyle. Gentlemen, we've got another great guest to join us uh, this Scout on Chattanooga podcast. And Jared, this is a gentleman that uh, you know quite well. I do. I tell you, we are so thrilled to have president and CEO of WTCI, which is PBS here in Chattanooga, Bob Colkeen. 
in the studio with us today. Welcome, Bob. Oh, it, it's like I woke up this morning and say, today would be outstanding if I was invited to be on Scout on Chattanooga. <laughs> <laughs> and lo and behold, here you are. Well, here you are. are. So we, we are granting your wish. So, you I'll, go. so I'll tell you that, um, I, and, and Bob will remember all the details and we, we probably shouldn't review them on the, on the podcast, but <laughs> to put it short, um, when I moved to town in September of 2020, Bob was one of the first people to greet me and welcome me. And as we'll all remember, that was kind of during these pandemic times. It was very uh, uh, an interesting uh, time to be meeting and moving. And he was just so generous and welcoming me to town. And so, Bob, you don't know this, but ever since we started the podcast, I've kind of held you in my back pocket because I knew I was like, man, we can get Bob here to talk about WTCI and scouting. Um, at a moment's notice. There you go. And we just had that need this month, and so <laughs> yeah. thank you very much, you Bob, want? for doing that. Bob is also an Eagle Scout um, and did a lot of his scouting up north and, and uh, spent a lot of his career in Florida and now is here in the scenic city. I'm in the scenic city, and I want to tell you, the first experience I had in the scenic city was at Skymont in, in 2014. I was a scoutmaster at a troop in Florida, and you don't go summer camping in Florida. I don't know if you guys know that. It just doesn't happen. So you look to Georgia, North Carolina, and Tennessee, and we came up here to Skymont and brought a, a busload of kids, and we had a fantastic time there, and I can't believe that's my home council now. Wow. Yeah, and you, um, uh, did you go back up with me this summer? I can't recall. No. Um, We're going to get you up there, yep, though. We're yep. going to get you back up to Skymont. Yep, and I you, want you, to be there. And and. I'm sorry for starting out a bit of this interview this way, but, um, you know, I didn't know a whole lot about Skymont Scout Reservation, Kyle, when I first moved to town. Mm -hmm. I knew it was a reputable camp. And Bob being one of the first people that I met, telling me he'd been to my camp <laughs> uh -huh. was kind of a surreal experience. But <laughs> what really struck me was that, um, Bob, you, you had a, a pretty surreal experience at camp uh -huh. yourself. Absolutely. Uh, Would you mind sharing that? Well, um, which one did I tell you about? You just said that you were just deeply moved. Oh, I think yeah. it was the Overlook. The Overlook was just something special. It was a really, uh, oh, it was a, a time in my life where we were just going through some things with some of the kids. And, and I'm not talking about the scouts. I'm talking about my family. Mm -hmm. And I was able to just sit up there and take a look at that and just look at the beautiful scenery and also do the job as a scoutmaster. You know, make sure the scouts were getting their merit badges, they're getting fed, they were safe, uh, they were active, uh, and there's nothing better than being in a scout camp. There really mm -hmm. isn't. It, and uh, it was just a very special thing. And I can't remember the gentleman's name, but your chaplain uh, was very helpful. Uh, and, you know, I don't want to say did counseling, but I sat down and talked with him about a couple different things. And he was just a, a fantastic individual, and I can't remember his name, but... It was a great, it was a great experience, absolutely. So I've also, and Bob knows this selfishly, I'm a big fan of PBS because um, I kind of grew up watching a lot of those shows that came at that point over the air. He still uh, watches Sesame Street, <laughs> <laughs> and you can't blame that on Theodore either. That's right. <laughs> hey, I wish I could get Theodore to watch more PBS, but anyway, um, so I, I love PBS, and I just think it's fascinating that. Uh, an Eagle Scout from somewhere up north uh, has toured the country working for different PBS affiliates. Can you talk a little bit about WTCI and oh, what yeah, you do? Sure. And yeah, uh, I tell you, one of the big things we're doing right now is really reaching out to the community with education. 
uh, not only in the public school system, but uh, to home givers and, and home care uh, folks. Uh, so you're going to see more action with that. We have a new channel that we uh, did some positive things about the pandemic. We started a new channel called WTCI Educate. And from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday, we have um, content that is, you know, for, for basically going to school, you know, different lessons throughout the day. And we're just announced uh, last November, you know, last month, a um, afternoon that is focused on uh, creative Fridays, you know, uh, and uh, Tech Tuesdays. And uh, each day has an afternoon. And that's for older learners because sometimes in PBS you miss that middle crowd, the middle schoolers and the high schoolers. And we're, we're kicking up the game for the afternoon and on WTCI Educate. And, uh, you can uh, watch that online, and uh, EPB has it on uh, their um, offerings, and you can get it free over the air with an old-fashioned antenna if you still <laughs> want to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you, my favorite uh, content that I've received from PBS has got to be the Ken Burns documentaries. Okay. I, I'm a big fan, but I'm interested to see if Sean and Kyle have a favorite PBS moment or show. Uh, you know, the Ken Burns stuff really, for me... Um, country music was absolutely fantastic being from, you know, country music and growing up in country music. But I tell you, the first Ken Burns documentary that really had its moment with me was eighth grade watching the Civil War mm-hmm. documentary. And even in high school, uh, I was a part of Chorus and we did a Shokin Farewell, which he uses. It's a beautiful song. That, yeah, over and over and over again within that documentary. So anytime I get a chance to go back and rewatch that documentary, I wind up doing it because I just loved it so much. Well, and so, and, and really an important historical event to mm-hmm. Chattanooga. Yeah. Sean, have a favorite? I, I do. Uh, however, I need to share this story real quick. I had the opportunity to visit with Bob a couple months ago over at WTCI, and I just thought I knew a little bit about WTCI and PBS, but I didn't know anything after spending a few minutes talking with Bob. And I'm more of a local news, national news, and sports guy when I'm watching television programming. And I had no idea PBS had such a large variety of programming. I always just associated them to kids, Sesame Street and some of those other ones, but I had no idea that they had so much to offer. However, I had always watched the holiday concerts at the White House. I've always found that fascinating. And then the fireworks displays that they have at the White House with the president, uh, the various holidays. So that's one of the things that had stood out to me. But since then, I've started trying to pay a little more attention to the program guide on my EPB and uh, getting more familiar with the programming. Well, His favorite is Don Quixote. Now, now I will say this: I, which which one? Like the one, the wishbone one, where he becomes Don Quixote. Yeah, that would have been our era, Kyle. Well, since, since Kyle's gonna since Kyle's gonna bash me, I'm gonna give him something really to bash me about. He used to wear me out about this. I remember five, six years ago of watching the Yanni concerts oh. yeah. on PBS. Yeah. He, he loves him some Yanni. And, and Kyle Do you really? Used, yeah. I, well, I, I, he, he I, saw, he's, he's in the fan club. Like, he no, gets no, Yanni emails. I went and saw Yanni in concert one time because the girl I was dating was a Yanni fan, and I enjoy his music. But he was on <laughs> he was on PBS, and I remember seeing the concert. So there you go. I gave Kyle some more ammunition against me. 
Wow. Well, that's he needs fantastic. some. He, he needs some. So <laughs> this dude, he told me he was going to have to change his email address, and that was a problem for him because he would miss oh, out I on the Yanni you. newsletter. I didn't see what I can do about that. So we we have a clause at the beginning of this program that says there's fiction on this program. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Bob, um, I just want to direct Sean to a couple of sports programs that. Ken Burns did too, and that's the baseball series. Uh-huh. Um, nine innings. He had nine chapters. Nine innings is what he called it, and then he did a special tenth inning, uh, and that's out there. And he did a really good documentary on Jackie Robinson. Mm. Uh, so those are two. I mean, so even Ken uh, Burns and himself to, to be the historian at telling the stories about uh, country music and the Civil War, which is really concentrated right here which is great mm-hmm. um, for you kyle and um also i'm just thinking those sports ones that he did you mm-hmm. have to give it a look yeah i will sure i will. also remember um there was a i think it was nova that did an episode on green eyes at the the chickamauga battlefield one time i believe off the top of my head I'll, they were on there i'll have to look it out and i'll yeah. get it back to that you. was a long time ago though yeah. but i remember seeing that on there. and I, I particularly also like you know you mentioned the civil war but i, I like um the jazz oh, yeah. and the prohibition yeah. i mean oh, i yeah. could just name all the you know yeah. they're all great national but. parks for scouting that's a big one too mm. so bob talking yeah. about scouting yeah sure um I don't know a person in town who is as proud as you are to be an Eagle Scout. And I, I say that with much honor and distinction because I'm sitting across the table from Kyle, who's also a distinguished Eagle Scout. Um, tell us a little bit about what being an Eagle Scout means to you. Well, and I think about core values of how you live. Uh, the best core values I think anybody could live by is Scout Law. Uh, when you think about that list and you think about, you know, trustworthy and loyal and friendship and um, reverence and all, all the, the points of the scout law. I always, as a scout master, I always added a 13th point to the scout law and that was hungry. Uh, <laughs> because the scout is always hungry. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you want to make scouting fun. You know, you have that list of everything. Uh, and uh, it, so that was one of the, that was my favorite point of the scout law and all the kids knew it. And we'd always have food available at all times with everything we did. Well, I love that you bring that up because I feel like scouts, especially in our area, are not only hungry like for food, but they're they're hungry for knowledge. They are. And and that's something that you really get in scouting. And I'm sure through your journey to become an Eagle Scout, just as well as myself, you kind of find yourself in that. You do. Like it's it's a great way to be able to find what you want to do with your life almost. Like it helped me find a better understanding of radio and communications, learning those merit badges and got me into the field that I'm in today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I did the same thing. Cinema photography was uh, one of my merit badges. Photography was one. I was in high school in 1975. I was when I graduated in 73, I got my Eagle, but it was my English classes. I was a media nerd. You know, I didn't think I'd be in media. I've been in media since 1974 when I walked into my first television mm-hmm. studio. And professionally, I've been working since 1979 in broadcasting. And I do find that, you know, I went to a shift scout reservation, which is a leadership uh, in uh, camp in New Jersey. And one of the things that I brought out, in addition to the core values, is it's not what you do, it's how you do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I think about scouting, I, I, it just makes you slow down and look at things and think about things in a different way and apply knowledge, apply skills, and uh, you're making young people. And that's the change. I say young people, 
back in the day, I'd say young boys. But what I see is girls and boys really taking advantage of scouting in a strong way. Uh, and there's a lot more competition in scouting. When I was younger, you know, there was only a couple things that were focusing on youth. But right now, there's a lot. And, you know, to tell a story about scouting over podcasts like this, Scout on Chattanooga, is very important. I made reference to your billboards that are around town really strong messages that make scouting fun uh, it's part of that 13 point hungry you know mm-hmm. i'm hungry for knowledge i'm hungry for food i'm hungry for fun you know all that kind of stuff you know you bring up fun so i kind of want to go back to your days as a scout and then if you've got one as a cub master scout master as well but what's kind of one of those moments that really stood out to you in your younger self or maybe a camping experience or a leadership experience where you learned from that that, that just brings back great memories for you? <laughs> well, I, I had a scoutmaster that wore shorts all year round in mm-hmm. New England. And, uh, you know, I just could not understand why he would do that. Uh-huh. But he was, and he was what you would consider a real green guy right now. You know, he was really an environmental, environmentalist. Uh, and I could talk on about Dick Bennett many, many, many ways. But I'm going to tell you a funny one that I don't tell to many people, and I can't believe I'm going to let you record it. <laughs> <laughs> I found out that ice melts fast when you put a fire on it. Um, we were playing um, kind of like ice hockey, but we weren't on skates. And we were taking a break, and we were cold. So we decided to light a fire on the, on the lake. <laughs> <laughs> See, Eagle Scouts can this still is before, do that. This is before you earned Eagle Scouts. This, this was on the Eagle trail. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So we, we, we lit a fire on a pond. Mm-hmm. It was a thick, frozen pond. And all of a sudden, we started to hear some funny noises. And then the fire disappeared. The fire <laughs> fell right through the water. <laughs> and then the water bubbled up. And then there was six kids, one patrol that was like, right around this hole that the water started bubbling up and we started sliding into the water and we all got wet. Oh, wow. No one drowned or anything, but... <laughs> well, that's good. That's a positive. We, we used our scouting skills to get out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bob, I want to ask you a question on behalf of the scouts out there listening today. You're the president and CEO of a television broadcast company. How important is it and what kind of impression does it make on you when you're hiring new people and you see Eagle Scout on a resume. They get an interview right away. Yeah. You know, uh, and we usually start off with a, a scouting experience. Uh, and um, it's uh, it gives them a leg up uh, on any avenue, not just in broadcasting, but anything they do. Yeah. Kyle will tell you the same thing. You know, you know what those skill sets are. You know that they live by that code. Right. Um, and uh, you see that uh, dedication that the. Uh, uh, they have that that is one of the things that's impressed me most about being associated with sc- the the scout on chattanooga podcast because i was new to scouting until a couple of years ago and we've heard those same comments by many business leaders and presidents and ceos that we've talked to is the same thing that's somebody we want to we want to talk to or we're automatically going to hire them we're going to put them at the top of the list so for those that are out there listening keep that in mind so don't give up on achieving that eagle scout status absolutely so so bob you know the cherokee area council we're a nonprofit. i I think a lot of people may not know that wtci is a nonprofit. yes we are and we work together and and bob and i a a bit of 
public sharing. You know, Bob and I are on several different task forces and things, nonprofit alliances that are working to try to make Chattanooga even better than it is. What what would you ask of anyone listening to this podcast? What's one or two things they can do to to help Chattanooga accomplish some of WTCI's mission? Well, I think the most important thing is listen to the storytellers. You know, um, scouting. You think about a campfire. You have a storyteller coming around, and they tell a great story. Um, we, as broadcasters, we're thinking about the story, and we put the story on the air. But I don't think we tell the story about scouting. I don't think we tell the story about WTCI enough in the community. Sean, when you were at the station, you said, I didn't know you did this stuff. I thought yeah, it was that's just been about here my entire life. So that tells me you don't know the story that we are telling. Your new billboards that you have out there, they're telling a different story. So, you know, as a group of storytellers, both our organizations, telling our story so people know the lives that we touch daily and how important they are and how they contribute to Cherokee uh, Council and um, WTCI are important things. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jared, any final comments before we uh, head to a break? Well, I could just, I could tell you all that i mean i could probably sit here and talk on recording with bob for like three hours uh, but I, I think of all the fascinating stories and i'll try to, to very quick you know i think about you know bob you after you became a young man and started working in the in the broadcasting industry and, and several moves um, bob actually ended up as the cub master of a latin x cub scout pack uh, associated with a Catholic church up there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's volunteered in every state that he's served in, in several places in Florida. And so on behalf of all scouts, I want to say thank you oh, for what you've done uh, for scouting. And thank you for what you continue to do for our community here. Thank you. It's, uh, it's an honor to be here with you guys today. All right. It is time for a quick break for Jared Pickens, Cubmaster Kyle. I'm Sean Woodfield and more Scout on Chattanooga to come after this brief message. We'll be back with more. This is Scout on Chattanooga, the podcast. Youth leadership in our area starts as young as kindergarten, and it's called Cub Scouts. With lots of fun activities like camping and hiking and team games and shooting bows and arrows and so much, much more. Parents, you can log on to CherokeeAreaBSA.com and learn how your kindergartner through fifth grader can join the journey of a lifetime. At the Boy Scouts of America, our oath remains. A scout pledges to be kind, helpful, and brave. We're committed to providing a safe and welcoming environment where scouts can establish the foundations of character that will last a lifetime. Our approach ensures the Boy Scouts of America is building the youth of today into the leaders we'll turn to tomorrow. The Boy Scouts of America. Building character is in our nature. Visit scouting.org to learn more about scouting. Now back to Scout on Chattanooga. As we continue Scout on Chattanooga, I am Sean Whitfield along with Jared Pickens and Cubmaster Kyle. A great conversation with Bob, and uh, we got a lot of other great guests that are lined up in 2023 and looking forward to more of these outstanding conversations. Yeah. I tell you, he's a, he's a good dude. I met him, um, was it our opening campfire? Oh, that was right, the time yeah. That I met him. Yep. 
And I didn't know a whole lot about him, but just getting a sense of the kind of person that he was back then and then hearing more of his story about, you know, being at the Overlook at Skymont and having, you know, just this um, kind of spiritual moment, just, you know, he's just a good dude. Yeah. That's really the best way to put it, I think. Absolutely. <laughs> it's always um, so refreshing and energizing to see people who are just veterans of life. Mm-hmm. who scouting has meant so much to them every step of that way mm-hmm. you know it's it's not just a phase it's not just a mood it's not just a trend it's it's now a part it's incorporated into their being and has made them a better person that is always uplifting as you guys know i am less than two years old acquainted to the scouting world like coming mm-hmm. up i think you're right about two years yeah i yeah. think yeah, about to have a birthday. it's coming up uh beginning of next year two years and I find it very fascinating just what it means in the business world, the business community, when you're someone that's an Eagle Scout. And Bob made comment about what an impression that makes to employers as one example. Uh, it, it carries a lot of influence, a lot of weight, and many times it can get you a job over someone else if you're going after a job and you're an Eagle Scout. Hmm. So I find that very, uh, very fascinating. Mm, indeed. Yeah, for sure. Kyle? Well, just to add to that, um, you know, we're taping this, comes out December 1st, which is the day of our gathering in the Eagles, but we're mm. here in the studio a few days before that. And uh, Sean, I can't wait for you to be able to see all of our Eagle Scouts walk across the stage at the Gathering of Eagles, so you can see this this new class of of leaders that that has come through scouting and has learned all of these life situations and things that you know Bob was bringing up and why it is so important. So you can you know see what our future looks like mm. as Americans you walking know, across that stage. You know, in just a couple of nights. Yeah. And that's a great point, Kyle. And I, I tell you that, um, you know, I, as you guys know, we talk about on the podcast all the time. I was not a scout. Uh, but something I love about the Gathering of Eagles is recognizing those Eagle Scouts. You know, it's almost like a high school graduation, mm-hmm. but it's it's almost more meaningful, right? Because, I mean, everybody, most people have to go to high school. You don't have to be a scout. And a lot of scouts they don't have to be Eagle Scouts. They, they set themselves on that path. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They're out there working for it and fighting for it and living for it and pushing for it. And we've interviewed many on the campfire conversations mm-hmm. and about what it means to them as they're working along that trail. But it really is unique to see, you know, here's 30 odd of the 40 Eagle Scouts from the year who've all had a separate service project, who've all built their own cadre accumulation of merit badges Mm -hmm. to exceed the amount that's required but it all means something both very personal to them and also it's part of a group identity uh and they they kind of it's like where you see and you you hear echoes of bob and don moeller and rich mazingo talking about his two eagle scout sons and you just you visualize that in the back of your head and it's it's just really powerful yeah. So I, that's a great point, I'm, Kyle. I'm super excited, and Sean, glad to have you um, actually sitting right next to me at the uh, night of the awards. So when I you have questions, witnesses. when you have questions, somebody can answer them for you. <laughs> <laughs> like about the outfit. I, I, yeah. I, I got a question here regarding Eagle Scouts. Mm-hmm. 
Jared, how many Eagle Scouts are a part of the Cherokee Area Council? <laughs> Do you have any idea? Okay, well, there, there's a lot of different numbers, right? And, and I think you remember uh, some of this because we looked at one list. So we, we have new Eagle Scouts every year from the youth ranks, right? So this year we have about 40. Last year and the year before combined, we had about 78. And it accumulates. That are active. That are, that are youth, right? That have just earned it. That's just earned it. That's yeah. just earning gotcha. it on a yearly basis. And then many of them continue until they're 18. And then uh, they'll go away to college. Sometimes they'll come back as an adult leader. Um, a lot of times, most of our scout leaders have a scouting experience. It's not uncommon. I mean, Kyle could probably tell you, you know, how many of your... 15 you know leaders in your den are eagle scouts probably by third or so i'd imagine uh, yeah i think i have four adult leaders that are eagle scouts right now yeah, and, and then we have two other eagle scout parents that are probably going to become leaders in the new year so yeah and then i and then i what i was referencing with uh with sean is sean may remember that um when he first came on the board i he asked me about eagle scouts and i said well we have a list of all the eagle scouts and he goes oh yeah i'd like to come by and take a look at it and I, I didn't realize right. those were all Eagle Scouts. Those are all Eagle Scouts. It's wow. over. Th- it's like several thousand. Oh, it mm-hmm. was pages upon pages. Yeah. I, I would like to do a podcast sometime that gives uh, clarification and gives a description of what an Eagle Scout is. What are the qualifications of being an Eagle, ca- Eagle Scout? People like me that are possibly listening, we, we always hear the terms Eagle Scout, but what did it what did it take to achieve that hmm. i think that would uh, make an interesting podcast it I would I, I think i can put together a little something something there. we might even consider doing uh like a campfire conversation series mm-hmm. you know and so over the course of a few episodes you focus on a specific topic or a part of becoming an eagle scout i think so. it would show lend a little extra credibility because you hear eagle scout being thrown around a lot in conversations and you think well, what really went in to that person achieving that level? Mm, mm. You know, what did I they... can tell you? It's a lot. It is. I a mean, lot. you truly have to be dedicated to something uh, like that to be able to to make it to that range. What is the average amount of time it takes somebody to achieve that from start to finish? <sighs> I don't it's, know. It's, it's really all over the place. But I think it's at minimum what two and a half or three years at minimum. You you can earn it in I think about. 30 months yeah i think uh, someone else could answer that question better if you really really rush yeah you have and you have to hunker down because there's everything there is some to your point uh, you know sean there's certain ranks that when you achieve them because it's cumulative you know you you start out as one rank and you move up mm-hmm. but you have to serve in a leadership position for certain periods of time yeah. during certain ranks so like when you're a so, life scout or a star scout, you've got to serve in a, a troop leadership position, like a historian or a patrol leader or a senior patrol leader, you know, one of those. So it's t- very easily a three to four year process. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. And At a least. lot of times it's much longer than that. I mean, I went into Boy Scouts when I was 11 years old and I earned mine at three days before I turned 18. So. And, and of course... Any conversation that we have about Eagle Scouts, I would be remiss if I didn't say how exciting it is to have our first female Eagle Scouts join us over the last several years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, I think, were, you know, some people were very excited about that. Some people were a bit hesitant. I would say now there is no hesitancy. Um, no, I don't it's, think so. It's been incredible to see how having a full family involved in scouting has uh, 
has benefited whole families now, mm-hmm. not just the boys. And another reason why I'm excited about the Gathering of Eagles, especially for you, Sean, is uh, we give away our uh, Eagle Scout Projects of the Year awards, uh, which there's one for each of our two districts, and then there's an overall council one. So you're going to get to hear some of the biggest Eagle Scout projects from the last year and what all was accomplished during those projects coming up at the Gathering of Eagles as well. Oh, cool. And dessert will be moon pies, I bet. <laughs> no, I think due to the audience being mostly scouts, we're going to forego they're, they're any conversation of moon pies. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's, I don't know. We might have some tins left over there at the office, right? Uh, Tori took them back. Oh, did they? Yep. Okay. So that was great. Thank you. Shout out. Thank you, Tori. Uh, yeah. So, well, I guess this is a good quick segue. We have concluded our moon pie sale. We have, yeah. And we broke a record. What's our record? Well, we had sold... Moon Pie Master, Kyle? Uh, estimated retail sales last year was around $167,000 council-wide, and I can tell you that the last look that I had at it, which you may have um, a little further down the road than I did, but the last look I had estimated retail at about $215,000. Mm-hmm. So, yep. uh, incredible job by all of our units out there selling and earning their way, and uh I'm happy to see some kids be able to go to summer camp thanks to their hard work of selling moon pies through the fall. Absolutely. A scout earns their own way. Jared, before we uh, come to a close, any uh, big stories we need to share about the Cherokee Area Council before we uh, come to a close today? Well, you know, when you get to November, December time frame, our scout groups, especially Cub Scout packs, are kind of beyond the recruiting and starting phase and are well into their scouting year and that's always a really exciting time because it's when you really start to see progress you know you see new families start to really kind of have the first few aha moments Mm -hmm. you know Uh, you see experienced families start to uh, for their kids to start earning the things that they have strove to earn or or strive towards uh, for the last several years sometimes so that's just a really exciting time also, um, you know, we're past the moon pie sale. So, you know, now it's time to adventure. Um, but it's also kind of a mixed emotion time because you got the cold weather coming and all that. Um, so I think everybody's ready for most most groups take a little break around December. Um, they'll have Christmas parties and other things. And a lot of our troops will have courts of honor where they award scouts different ranks coming up in January. We actually have one coming up with our brother troop, Troop 99. Our pack is we put have a Christmas party, Court of Honor, put mm. together um, to kind of celebrate the Christmas season. Um, so that's pretty cool. So we're anyway. kind of you know smack dab in the middle of the scouting year now, which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. And um, you know I've said it several times, it's it's terrific to um, to see the success our scout leaders and some of our staff have had in recruiting new scouts. You know, we've had a 16% membership growth in youth membership this year, which is our main thing, you know, because we know that if we get kids in scouting and keep them in scouting, the program will change their life for the better and -hmm. and hopefully make America even better than it ever has been. And so that's just a really rewarding thing. And we're getting ready for the spring, right, Kyle? So we got, you know, camp cards and University of Scouting. And And man, in January, you got the Klondike Derby coming up. Klondike Derby, summer camps coming up, all that. The 50th anniversary of Skymont. 50. Yep. 50 years of Skymont. Can you believe that? Skymont is uh, is younger than you, Sean. Not by much. (laughs) (laughs) younger than you. (laughs) So it's just a real exciting time. And, and, uh, 
you know, Thanksgiving just ended, so I, I would just be absolutely remiss if I didn't say that I am so thankful, and I know every member of our board and our professional staff is so thankful for all of our volunteer leaders. You know, they are the reason that scouting happens. It's not because of me. It's not because of Sean. It's not because of Kyle, except when he's a unit leader. <laughs> and uh, it's not for Barbara or Brandon or Will. It's it's the volunteer leaders that we tirelessly try to support to the best of our ability. And so thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We are very grateful for you. And more importantly, the impact you're making on the youth of our community, because it really does make a massive difference in their lives. So thank you to all of our unit leaders and scouting volunteers. Jared, for more information online, where shall people go? As always, you can go to CherokeeAreaBSA.com. You can check us out on social media. Just make sure you're not looking at the Cherokee Area Council from Bartlesville, Oklahoma. Make sure it's the Chattanooga (laughs) one. You can uh, find us at Scout on Chattanooga, the podcast on Facebook. Um, And, of course, you can just say, hey, hi, Siri. Play the latest (laughs) episode of Scout on Chattanooga, the podcast. And then it'll go. And it'll go. Okay. <laughs> it is already oh, talking funny. to you. Yeah. All right, uh, come Master Kyle, any final words? I just want to uh, add that uh, as you're out just kind of enjoying the Christmas season and you see those Christmas lights out there, uh, I like to tell my Cub Scouts, I like to think of all the Christmas lights that you see as each one of those being a good deed that a scout has done over the last few years. Okay, maybe the entire course of scouting. And... When you think about your life, do you want to be like the most beautiful house on the block with 8 billion lights? Or do you want to be the house whose mailbox is not even lit up for the Christmas season? So what I like to tell my, what I like to tell my scouts is that uh, with each of those good deeds that you do, you're just adding another Christmas light onto your house. And I hope that one day your house can be absolutely, you know, running up a power bill like Christmas vacation <laughs> filled with good deeds. And, uh, and that's how I like to challenge them every Christmas season. Wow. That's profound. <laughs> like, that's really good. No, I'm serious. <laughs> that's fantastic. I love that. <laughs> Very well, well said. Yeah. All right, Jared, any final words before we go? I guess I better decorate my mailbox. I was going to say, you better get busy. (laughs) All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Scout on Chattanooga. Go to the Scout on Chattanooga Facebook page for any questions, suggestions, or comments about today's podcast. Click on the subscribe button at your favorite podcast platform for all future podcasts. For Jared Pickens, Cupmaster Kyle, I'm Sean Whitfield. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of Scout on Chattanooga, presented by the Cherokee Area Council BSA. To learn more about scouting in the Tennessee Valley, join a unit, or donate and become a friend of scouting, visit CherokeeAreaBSA.org. And be sure to join us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And use the hashtag TNGAScouts to stay up to date with the youth leaders in our area. Thank you.